get into it. Three, two, one. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're joined by Glenn Gaudinez, owner of Lost and Found in Fiend Clothing. He's an entrepreneur turning yesterday's afterthoughts into today's grails. He's a community organizer hosting events that bring curators of collections ranging from sport, leisure, vintage, and today's hype, all under one roof. With that being said, Glenn, welcome to the No Recipe Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yo, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Yo, give this guy a clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) So, man, I'm glad you're here today. So, let's just jump right into it. Um, tell us who you are and like, what do you do, man? Well, I do a lot of things like, like I, I work, I would say three jobs. Okay. So I got a full-time job. I work a, a head office job. Cool. Um, and then I work at, uh, like a store, like shoppers. Yeah. I worked out part-time and then shout out, shout out to shoppers. Um, <laughs> and I have lost and found, which is kind of like my main, I guess, side business mm-hmm. not really side business but like an mm-hmm. actual business i would say mm-hmm. um and then i just recently started uh fiend um clothing line with mm-hmm. uh with my partner josh shout out to josh shout out to josh and uh yeah it's been it's hectic but i like it cool, so man. it's a hustle but uh it's i enjoy doing this so juggling the three um how do you manage your time with that um i do a pretty good job I'd say like having that head office job is definitely it's comfortable yeah. knowing that like I don't know it's steady. Yeah. And I, I utilize things that I use from that job into lost and found into Fiend. Hmm. So I kinda use that job to help me make my brand better. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's busy. It's hectic. Like I only have one day off during yeah. the week, which is like on Saturday. Yeah. So I try to like do everything else and then keep my Saturday kind of like open. But eventually like, I want to not have time. to work, Yeah, you know, three jobs to, you know, to get by type thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the end goal for everyone yeah. here in this room. That's end goal. I'm sure for everyone listening is when you break out of the hustle, Yeah, you know, for sure to find comfort, but you know, we wanted to talk about Lost and Found. Right. And for people who don't know, what is it? So um, Lost and Found is a page I made on Instagram, pretty yeah. much, you know, selling, um, use like vintage clothing, you know, mm. jersey, shoes. Like it, it all kind of started like back in like high school, maybe after high school where, you know, you, you buy things and, you know, when you're desperate for cash, you know, you sell things that you own because you need the cash, right? So that's where it kind of really started, but it never really became like a thing like, oh, I'm going to sell used clothes Mm -hmm. as like a living, right? Mm -hmm. So until my uh, I met my girlfriend, uh, Taylor, she kind of- Shout out to Taylor. Um, She had like a, there was like a, a community of girls like on Instagram, like locally that would sell, you know, clothing like, to each other, to each other. yeah like it's it was a little community and i was like oh yeah. i didn't even know people were selling clothes on instagram like, yeah 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 so she told me like well you seem to have a lot of clothes and like you sell pretty quick like on facebook or on kijiji's like yeah. you should try like you know doing it on on uh, instagram and i was like yeah probably okay let, let's try it so i made it and it just kind of like people kind of knew that you know, I, I do this kind of stuff already. So mm-hmm. it kind of just snowballed pretty quickly to the point where people were, they caught on pretty quick and, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone just started making, yeah. uh, Instagram pages, like selling clothes. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and the- thrift thrifting was just like, I've always been thrifting Yeah, and to see through the years, like how many people were doing it was insane. It's yeah. in, it's insane. Like you know, Justin, your buddy Justin, they're like yeah. he he's been doing it for a while too. Man, I was gonna say like for me, I got plugged into you through our homie Justin, yeah. but you know, for myself, I didn't realize. Uh, like growing up, my family, my mom, we would go to Value Village right. all the time. Right. But the notion now of people like going there to find pieces to sell, like the thrift game in general, right. I feel like it's blown up like crazy. Yeah. 
and it's not even clothing. Like you can like there, you can find like, what was it? There's people who find like telescopes. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you buy it for 50 bucks and they go on eBay for like 200. Like it's not yeah. even just clothes. Like you can find little things. Like if you really do your research, yeah, you can find some things that to make money there. Man, most of my CDs. Oh, like the yeah, old school. Most, oh, yeah. Actually, I guess people, that like vintage stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's like things that are brand new there. Yeah. You're like, why did this person, you know, why did they donate it? Some people, like, they just don't see the same value in things mm. as other people would, mm. which is which is crazy to think that, like, someone would say, like, a, like a board game. Yeah. Brand new in the package. You know, yeah. they might not care what it is, but this person would be like, oh, my God, this is worth, like, a hundred dollars yes like i didn't even know that yeah how did you even know that yeah yeah that's it's crazy because it, it truly depicts that saying like you're like one man's trash is another like man's treasure, treasure man yeah. like for real no, though that's, like that's yeah, facts. right that's absolutely facts. man i know uh like what how did it start for you as far as like thrifting well i'm trying to think back now well um justin kind of got me into well i was kind of into like snapbacks if you remember the whole yeah. snapback yeah. phase and uh, Justin was in this Facebook group called uh, Worldwide Worldwide Vintage Exchange, right? Yeah. So uh, he introduced me to this group and, you know, it's this huge, not huge, but like it's a pretty big community within like the States and, and Canada where, yeah. you know, collectors kind of show off what they have and what they find at the thrift. So that kind of like got me into like going to Value Village and and, and trying to find stuff. Like, like me and my brother would go like every weekend yeah. and just like try to find like pieces like anything like vintage anything dope and that's what we used to do all the time and then it kind of just i just kind of kept going 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 and eventually like yeah just i started accumulating so many different items i think i actually made a youtube channel yeah for a bit because i was really into it and uh yeah it's just always been a passion of mine ever since it's you just, you still do the YouTube channel? Not not the YouTube, but the thrifting. I meant yeah. The, yeah. the the thrifting is still a passion of mine. So, yeah. but YouTube, I don't know. It's kind of like a thing <laughs> that I got into, but it's just uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, YouTube's a lot of work, man. It uh, is. Yeah, it's it tough. is. Yeah, it's crazy amount of work. Yeah, but it's funny because also uh, Justin J Mac, he yep. he had a YouTube page and it had like a yeah. He had a crazy yeah, he did. I remember watching his videos. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty dope following. Yeah. yeah. Which is dope. But. And, and the cool thing about that, that Facebook group is a lot of the main admins are from Canada. Yeah, cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, as much as like, especially now, the notion of like entrepreneurship, and I think a lot of people look to like thrifting, reselling being a thing, but these guys have been tuned in, plugged in for a long time. Like before I met you, before yeah. I met like really anyone doing this like yeah j-mac's been doing it yeah, ever he since he was a kid really yeah no you gotta shout him out more man like oh, absolutely man <laughs> he's been in this man yeah people don't really know yeah uh, shout out to justin yes shout out to justin yeah actually all of my snapbacks a lot <laughs> of my gear uh were from him so nice it's cool man when did you kind of, I know you kind of mentioned it with uh, your girlfriend, yeah. you know, she had done it herself, but yeah. uh, at what point did you re realize like, damn, I could really, you know, build a brand, build a following with this? I think it might've been when I did my first pop-up. Cool. I did my first pop-up at uh, my buddy, Scott Ramos, his uh, yeah. shop at Saint. So I kind of had the idea of like, okay, let's do a pop-up shop. Let's, yeah. let's see how, uh, let's see how this goes type thing. Right. So, um, I was late for my first pop-up <laughs> shop and, uh, my buddy calls me. He's like, man, where are you? There's like 20 kids here. Wow. And I was like, Oh, what? Seriously? Wow. And, um, I was like, I can't believe there's people waiting for, for, for me to show up to, yeah. to, to show all this stuff off. And then yeah. I go in and yeah, they're all just sitting there and I was like, Oh damn, this is crazy. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of realized like this community is starting to get big. Yep. You know, people are starting to catch on to this now, right? Yeah. So ever since then, yeah, like then the, the pages started popping up, you know, more and more people started, you know, creating, you know, they, they kind of, e each page almost has their own kind of flavor. Like, you yeah. know, there's the guy that likes the sports stuff and there's yeah. the sneaker guy and then there's the hype beast. There's, yeah. there's, they all have their own style, but we're all kind of in the same community, right? Yeah. So it was, it was really 
it was really crazy to just see all that kind of come together after that. Man, right now it's uh, Lost and Found. Yeah. Love the name. Yeah. Uh, but I think when I had met you, it was Round 204. Round 204, yes. So uh, the story behind that is, uh, you know, Round 2. Yes. So Round 2 was uh, this YouTube channel where they started out in Virginia. Sean yeah. Witherspoon. Sean. Shout out to Sean. Um, and my friend, he he showed me, he started showing me these videos about these guys opening up a store. Yeah. And, and you know, they would document, you know, a daily life of, you know, running a vintage store like that. And I was, I was super, super interested in it. Yeah. And ever since that, like that, that's also kind of a reason why I kind of started doing these the thrift, the thrift account on, on Instagram. Cause it was, you know, it was a big thing in the States. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where I got, um, round 204 from was from round two, round 204. Yeah. It kind of made sense type thing. I actually yeah. had to, uh, ask, there's a guy who works at round two, uh, who's in worldwide, cool. uh, named Frankie. If you ever, you know, FaceTime with Frankie, on uh, the, if you ever watch those videos, FaceTime with Frankie. No, man. Yeah. No, tell he, us about him. He worked, he worked at the LA store. Cool. So I had to ask him if it was okay to use round 204. Oh yeah. So it was just to give the proper respect then. Yeah. Just that's so really that, cool. you know, there's no yeah. legalities yeah. or uh, whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, I had to ask him to. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty dope though. He gave you that blessing. He's like, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Like, was he pretty like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Right? He's, He's like, like yeah. Well, yeah, do Chill. whatever you want. Yeah. Sick. Okay. Cool. As much as it's like, you know, an Instagram page here out in Winnipeg, but you know, if you were plugged in with someone from there, you yeah. got to pay the respects. Oh, for sure. Close. And look how big they got. Yeah. They got like, what six stores in the states yeah it's crazy <laughs> man i know you mentioned like round two and like also your girlfriend and shout out to jmac again yeah. but who are some of the like who are this the people that had influenced you outside those people and like do you have mentors in the game or even hmm. like youtube channels and podcasts that you might tune into i never really got into podcasts like that until maybe like two, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, but it has nothing to do with like, like I, I love hip hop. So like I do, I listen to a lot of hip hop podcasts, not necessarily like fashion ones. Yeah. As far as like other influences, I don't know, like, I guess even people in that Facebook group, if you really, if I really yeah, think about it, like, absolutely. you know, they, we all have similar interests and I guess it'd be them cool. too, you know? Yeah think that it just speaks to if you're able to find a community that to be a part of a community to you know speak your ideas and you know you have similar interests it's you should really ride with them oh yeah it was like a family like you know and that's another thing every time i would like go out to the states or something i always try to meet up with yeah. members like you know i go to la or if i go to even minneapolis i, I met up with people just because, like, I I just love meeting people of similar that have similar interests in yeah. me, right? So it was, it was cool to meet people. That are part of that. Yeah, that's Toronto cool. was a huge like. I went to Toronto. There was like, how many people were in that meetup? There's probably like twenty of us. Wow, like twenty deep. Like it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and just all people similar interests, yep, similar pretty much, and doing the same thing. So. It was really cool. Yeah, see, that's dope. So, like, what I want to ask is, like, you mentioned when you had your first pop-up store, there's a bunch of kids yeah. waiting in line. Yeah. So, like, how old were you, man, when you just started to, like, yeah. like get your own, I guess, fashion sense? Like, me, myself, I'm, I'm very outside of this world. I don't know yeah. too much about it. Like, I know a little bit, but right. for you, I know for me growing up, my mom bought my clothes. So, when was that yeah. point where just, like, I want to dress myself and kind of started to build your own style and, like, in, in, in that kind of world, you know? Um, I've always been, like into fashion since like high school yeah but like i couldn't afford mm. the clothes right like I, I always wanted the shoes and everything and i just like i couldn't afford it and my parents bro, like bro i'm still in that boat you yeah. know <laughs> it was tough man because like you you know as a young kid you see you know you see these nice things and yeah. you're like oh, i wish i wish i can get that right so it was i never really got like really into it until I graduated. Mm. I would say that's when I, when I, when you get your own money, you get a job and you make your own money, yeah. then you start, that's when you start, okay, now I can start buying clothes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was stupid with my money mm. when I was younger. Right. So like, I would just spend like half my paycheck on like stupid things, like just buying shoes and jerseys and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So 
that's pretty much when it started was was probably sometime around after high school yeah like during like college university days and during your thrifting like runs yeah were you mostly picking up stuff for yourself or would you be like you know what this is dope i might not rock it but i'll still grab it for the page when me and my brother first started doing it it's funny when we when me and my brother always talk about this whenever we think back on like the stuff that we got we're just like what were we thinking <laughs> like we're just grabbing anything that looked vintage and we're yeah. like oh this is crazy and then you i look back i'm like man that was so whack yeah but like everything like i found me and my brother found was like for ourselves like yeah. we didn't have any intentions of flipping it because yeah. it wasn't really like a thing like you just kind of found things and you know you post it in the group like oh guys i found this crazy you know bull's hat and that's pretty much it like yeah. maybe you might sell it to someone online but yeah. you mainly like kept it for yourself if, if you fit it yeah so so mostly just for yourself yeah. and you know when the time came yeah exactly you'd sell it how about now man are you out there like when you do dig is it mostly for the business? Are you digging for yourself or a blend between the two? So I've done a really good job of kind of being very selective yeah. with what I keep. Yeah. Because um, I have way too many clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have way too many clothes at home. And it's just like, you just keep adding to it. And it's like, eventually I got to a point where it's just like, I don't need another yeah. black t-shirt like this. Yeah. Like I'd rather just sell it to someone else. Right. So yeah, it just it, now it's just mainly I hate to say for profit, but like it's yeah. mainly to like put on my page so some, someone else can can mm -hmm. grab it, right? Mm -hmm. But back then, no, it was always about keeping it and just building this crazy collection. Man, speaking about collections, this guy I would see it mostly on your brother's page, yeah. but you guys had the most complete, I'd say, collection of Jets. Oh man, Jets hats, yes. which is incredible that was something me and my brother were very passionate about was yeah. finding every single jets the hat type of snapback yeah. and like and it was it was a hustle man we had we paid good money for some of those hats oh i believe and, it and uh it was insane when we and we still didn't really fully complete it yeah there were still we were still missing a ton of them but like we were like holy crap this yeah. is a lot this yeah. is crazy yeah no it was good yeah, but at the time, it was probably the most robust, most complete really? snapback collection just for Jets. Yo, were there ever times where you would fight over shit? Like, you and your bro? Yeah. It's like, I want this. It's like, no, nah, man, I want this. Like, were there, um, was it there I think, or like, even back to, like, Kijiji, um, yeah. I think there was a, it was a Jets big logo. And I remember finding it, and my brother was super salty. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I was with him when I picked it up, and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. He's just, like, in the he's just kind of yeah. like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, like we shared it. Like we were yeah. living together. So, yeah, yeah. But it's just like it was on my hat shelf. Yeah. Not his. So it was not just like, his. oh, I got to find one now, right? So yeah. I don't even know if he ever found one or not. He might have. I'm not sure. But yeah, we, we got a little competitive, but it wasn't anything like, oh, I'm never going to talk to you because you found that. Yeah. But it was more just trying to outdo each other type yeah. thing, right? So it was a good thing <laughs> because eventually we ended up getting like so many of them. Yeah. So we, I sized down a lot. I yeah. sized down a lot on them. Yeah. But uh, I still have, I still kept the ones that like kind of hold more value to me. Yeah. So sentimental yeah. or money value? more sentimental like yeah. there's hats like there that that jets big logo hat um i had someone in the uk offer me like a thousand dollars for that hat. Whoa. yeah and wow, that, like for a like a thousand like euros euros damn yes, yeah. this is like he, he showed he showed back. me like his paypal saying i'm ready to send right now i'm like that's crazy wow but shout out some guy in the uk they're huge collectors it. of those wow. but that yeah, that was yeah. like the that in my opinion, that was like the peak of like snapbacks. Yes. Like that's when like people were spending crazy amounts yeah. of money. Like shoes, yeah. Yeah. that's when it was for hats. Yeah. It was insane. It's cool how like uh as far as like clothing and different things that people collect. Yeah. Like we could go into fucking Pokemon cards and shit. That's yeah, huge yeah. right now. Things yeah. go in cycles, right? And I remember like J Mac talking about like, yo, you ever find a shark tooth, hold on to mm -hmm. that. Cause that was like big money back then. So yeah. They're still like hats are kind of coming back again, like snapbacks. Yeah. They're kind of coming back again. It's like a resurgence. Yeah. It was kind of dying down a bit and then now it's yeah. back up again. 
Pokemon cards, that, that's huge. Like, I see that all over my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I remember collecting them when I was yeah. in, like, what, grade five, grade six. And it was never really, like, I never really held on to them, like, oh, I need to save these. Like, yeah. I, had, I had the Charizard that, like, everyone yeah. wanted, but, like, I didn't really care for it that much now they're going for crazy amounts of money hey man it goes back yeah. another man's trash is somebody's yeah, treasure, treasure yeah you know? i think for pokemon cards though it's a very nostalgic thing because if you grew up in that shit yeah like yeah. we're like six seven eight years old when it popped off yeah. but i think is it is it the same for like thrifting but well, absolutely I, is man. it because then like like that vintage stuff i don't think i was born yet for all that most of the stuff right so like is there like a big emotional thing on coming up on something that you did yourself and no one else had at that point Here's one thing that I've seen with the vintage thing mm. is it, it, it kind of goes in waves. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with like celebrities and, and what's and, in and what's in yeah. and certain celebrities wearing them. Right. So like someone like Travis Scott will wear a Harley Davidson shirt and that's all of a sudden everyone's selling them for like crazy amounts of yeah. money. Right. And I've seen my friend sent me like, he said, he always sends me a bunch of like, um, li IG lives of like auctions. Yeah. yeah. And I cannot believe how much people are paying for a t-shirt. Yeah. Like a used ripped, like an old Tupac bootleg shirt. Those yeah. are like all those rap bootleg shirts. Yeah. I, I can't believe now. people spend, like there was one, it was an Aaliyah shirt. It was like, had a bunch of rips and holes in it. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, like that's crazy. Guess how much that shirt went for? Man, I don't want to know. I'm going to say, I don't know, $1,500. $1,300. And the guy was like, that's a steal. I'm like, that's what? a what? steal. $1,300. $1,300. Like, oh, you could have got seventeen. I was like, if I ever spent $1,700 on that, I'd be so mad at myself. And this is not even like official gear this is yeah. like a bootleg apparently there was a shirt i think it was an aladdin shirt i don't know yeah. if you heard about that no apparently no. it went for like 20k oh, i'm not even joking what? it was it was somewhere like really? some high number and everyone was like i can't believe it sold for that much but they were having a bidding war on it that's, Guys, that's crazy. You gotta check your closet. Check your closet. Don't know. But then, how do you even determine that? Like, what's the gold standard for that's like what clothing? I don't understand. Like, that's like mm, yeah. at the time, I think at the time that shirt went for that much. Disney shirts were going for a lot of money. Mm. Like anything Disney, well, anything that had a Disney it. tag on it, it went for lots of money. If it like uh, had the all over it's print, like official yes. Disney gear. Okay, I, I couldn't believe twenty thousand dollars. That's that's insane to me wow. to spend on a t shirt. Wow. Damn, that's crazy, man. It's a whole new world to me. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin shirt. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man. Speaking about your brother and, like, you know, early on, yep. you guys would collect. How is he uh, part of kind of what you're doing now? And, you know, is his collection available to you? How does that work today? Uh, My brother kind of, like, he he's in... Like he, he's kind of stopped doing it. Like he'll do it every now and then, but it's, yeah. you know, he's kind of moved on to like, to other things yeah. and like, you know, his, his interest in cars is like big. So like, he's really into his car yeah. now and, uh, you know, every once in a while he'll go to the thrift or he'll find something on Kijiji, but it wasn't like before. Yeah. As far as like his collection, he kind of, he kind of keeps his collection to himself, which is yeah. fine. Like I, I get it and yeah. he's sized down a lot. So yeah. it's, you know, his passion kind of went with other things that he was more passionate about. So mm. now he's not really much into it anymore. Man, speaking about passion, like when you're, so how does it work when you actually go source? Uh, like when you're looking for pieces to like flip yep. and sell, are you like, do you plan out your day to do that? Is it spontaneous? How's that go? To be honest, I, it's just, yeah, it's kind of spontaneous. Like it's, I, I don't, I don't like go into a thrift or I try not to like go into a thrift and like just think I'm going to find something. Mm. You just kind of have to go yeah. in with a, you know, just kind of don't think about it because yeah. if you think about it, usually you're not going to find anything, yeah. right? It's always those random moments I find that you're like, you score that crazy piece. Yeah. But as far as like sourcing, like it's honestly like Facebook and Kijiji is like a big one. Okay. It's a big one. Um, Thrifting is like it's really big right now, so it's it's a lot harder to yeah to find things because that like a lot more people are doing it, which is cool. I, I I totally support that. Like that's 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 cool and everything. Like yeah, um, you know I can't really get mad at it because it's like you know they're trying to do the same thing. 
you know, yeah. they're, tr- they're yeah, trying yeah. to make a profit. So it's like, if you can, if you find something that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So now for, as far as like sourcing, are you out here buying collections? How are you? Yep. Kinda- um, I have a lot of friends who, you know, um, I guess they're, they're getting out of the game per se. Like yeah. I have a lot of older friends that are like, you know, I don't want to wear jerseys anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, you want to buy these off me? Or yeah. sometimes I'll sell it for them. Right. I do consignment too. And, uh, I do a lot of those. Like a lot of my friends know that I do this. Yeah. So I get a lot of people hit me up to like try to sell stuff for them or try to buy stuff off of them. Yeah. That's kind of like what I've been doing lately. Mm. I found because thrifting is a lot more harder to source things. Yeah. And it's very, it's not a guarantee. Like mm. you, you, can, you can't guarantee that you're going to find yeah. crazy it's things true. every week. Right. You can go one week and, and find crazy stuff. And in one week it'd be dry as hell yeah. and not find anything. So I kind of go at it as a pretty, like I'm pretty open minded with things like that like i just try to kind of just i was in this mentality that i'm always going to find something but it will come to you kind of thing right yeah. that that's kind of how i think i don't i don't try to like force something that you can't guarantee yeah that's you know? true so you can't wake up one week and be like i'm gonna find 20 jerseys today like yeah. it's not gonna happen right yeah. so i just kind of let it come to me yeah so what are some of the best practices like say someone's listening here and you know they're they check out your page and you're like, okay, this is crazy. What are I've, the best practices for them? I've just, I've had a couple people uh, message me about like, oh, what's the best thrift or like, yeah. what's the best yeah, strategy? Yeah. And I, I can't like, I honestly can't tell you which is the best. Like I have ones that I'm like, I favor, but it's not anything like, oh, because they sell, they have all the best jerseys here. Like yeah. I just have this, maybe like a connection with this, with a certain one. But like, I always tell them like, just be patient. Mm. be patient and like find your lane kind of thing. Like, you don't mm. like find something that you really like mm. and kind of stick with that mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, they kind of go all over the place and say, Oh, I'm going to do jerseys. Like try to find something that you really like yeah, and just focus on that. And eventually you'll, you'll get a following and mm. people will start following on. Be like, oh, that's the guy that gets all the animal shirts or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's what I, for me, cause I, for me, like I, I love sports. Yeah. So if you look at my page, I, I have a lot of jerseys, a yeah. lot of hats, sports theme, yeah. um, clothing. Yeah. So I do all the other stuff, but like I'm really good at jerseys yeah. and sports memorabilia, I would say. Yeah. So I always tell people just to focus on like one thing and just build your craft out of that. Yeah. Stay in your lane, man. You don't need to be a jack of all trades yeah. if you specialize in one thing. Because what ends up happening is that you kind of lose focus mm. and you're trying to grab something when you could just be focusing on that and doing really, really well at that, mm. right? Because then you can be like, oh, I'm going to start doing sneakers now, but then you find out, oh, it's not really your thing and now you got to move on to the next thing. Yeah. So. so find what you're into. Find what you love. Yeah, and that's kind of cool because that translates to to a lot of things too yeah not just right? the thrift game but i think in general if you're and, and actually yeah, yeah. like what you're doing too that's yeah. a, that's a yeah. big thing that because yeah. yeah you know you can make money doing this right but if you're not really enjoying it to me it's like it's not really worth it Find if you're not if else. you're not enjoying what you're doing right yeah. so like i really like doing this like mm-hmm. i i find joy in doing this like mm-hmm. it's not like a, it doesn't even seem like a job to me right and that's what i feel when you're in that mindset, like it's so much easier than like you're stressed out because you can't find stuff. Right. Like I try not to, to stress out on things like that because like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to continue to do this and I love doing this. That's powerful, man. Guys don't chase money, find what you want to do, Exactly. work towards it. And that comes naturally. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. So now, uh, the, the thing I really want to talk about is, uh, Talk about the events and the, how did those kind of start? I know you mentioned the first pop-up yep. uh, at Saint, but yep. all the other events, how, how did that come to come to be? So after that event, like I wanted to do something where we can incorporate a bunch of other vendors. Cause at, <laughs> at that point, like after that pop-up, um, you know, I started seeing more pages and all these other pages started you know, gaining their following. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, man, it'd be crazy if we can run an event. So my buddy, Alan, um, he had an idea like, Hey, let's go plan 
let's let's do a pop up and, yeah. and invite a bunch of vendors. Yeah. So yeah, I, I invited like all kind of like the more reputable ones, and yeah, it was it was a crazy turnout. Uh, we did it in like a church. What was the first one? It was I'm trying to fit the come up. The come up. Okay, yeah. It was nice. the come up. And um, hey guys, I just want to take this time to let you know about Rentery, a peer-to-peer app that allows you to gain new experiences by renting anything, anywhere. On the app, you're able to browse through the three different categories available: active, adventure, and art. But if you want to find something more specific, you can use the built-in search function to find rentable items in your area. But Kyle, I can't find any items available in my area. Well, you can be the first to start your own rentry community. So download the Rentry app available on the App Store and Google Play Store and start renting your own items today. But anyway, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, it was I think we I think 500 people throughout the day and wow. I was just like looking at my buddies I'm like, "Man, this is huge." Yeah. Like this is getting big. Yeah. Like we had lineups, we had we had so many people at some point. I was like, "Holy crap, I can't believe there's this many people." Yeah. Like showing up to this. And then eventually like it's just a community like yeah. there's it's a small yeah I guess it's a small community but it's a very um what's the word loyal community yeah um everyone kind of knows everyone mm-hmm. around the city so it it created this really cool atmosphere at the events like we all kind of were we're cool with each other right so that's when more events started being made like not even just by me by other people mm. started making their own events and it just started there was a good year where it was like every every other month someone had an event going yeah. on or some sort of pop-up going on. because like yeah. it it really it, it's not that expensive to to rent out um, space a community center yeah or something like that when everyone's like kind of pitching in on it right and i think ever since we did that one at the gym and people are kind of like oh like i want to do one right yeah and yeah it was it was cool man like that's um it was just really cool to see that so with Alan, you know, coming to you with the idea, like, hey, why don't we do a pop-up? Yeah. What are the actual, I'd say, like, what are the actual steps for someone to, like, get that started, get that going? Um, I I think, you know, you have to have, like, a vision. You have to have yeah. um, kind of an idea of who you want to be at, to be at the event because I, me and Alan kind of had an idea of, like, who we wanted there. So that's, like, the first thing is kind of knowing – Knowing your audience. Knowing your audience, making sure that it kind of all blends together, right? And um, after that, we just kind of, it's finding a venue. Finding a venue was kind of hard at the time. And uh, we eventually found that church, gave us a good deal on it. And after that, it's just more like just advertising, pushing Mm -hmm. it on Instagram, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much I would say it's 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 not that hard to start a pop-up shop. It's just creating yeah. like an audience and just creating a cool atmosphere. Yeah. And getting all the other vendors involved that wasn't hard at all, I guess. Um I don't think so. Like, you know, obviously you're going to have like, you know, you're dealing with, you know, 15 20 vendors. Yeah. Um you know, you're not going to get a response right away, but yeah. you know, it's it it kind of comes with that, right? It kind of comes with planning an event is you're going to get you know, delays and, and maybe people backing out last minute, but I don't think we had anyone back out I, to my extent at our first event at that gym. Yeah. But, uh, just patience, man. You gotta have a lot of patience too. Mm. Patience is like, you know, don't be discouraged if, you know, if this vendor doesn't want to do it. Right. You just kind of have to move on to the next one. Mm. Throughout all of the different events you have done, what have you seen like get better? What are the things that, you know, now that you've done a couple or been and been part of a couple, what are the things that you would have done differently for your first one? Venue. Okay. Yeah. Ven- venue is definitely um, one that I wish we got a better one. Yeah. But I get it being like our first one. Like we yeah. didn't, we didn't really know how it would be. Yeah. Right? How it would be and, and whatever. Um, maybe, yeah, getting a bigger space because mm-hmm. I felt like we could have definitely um, used a better, it would be better if we got a bigger community center yeah. than just the one that we had. Um, I don't know, like throughout the years after that, like I felt like people were just trying to like, not really one up, but just trying to elevate 
yeah the experience more yeah. right so like you know people we had an there was an event at the forks yeah right so people were trying to find different like cool venues to like host them right not even just like a bunch of vendors like some of them just have their own single pop-up shop and like dope spots mm. so people were kind of like trying to yeah just trying to elevate the experience better right uh, after that and um that's when i kind of did the whole surplus market thing yeah um so the guys at surplus mark like i worked with these these guys uh, approached me about doing some sort of a, a pop-up shop event at uh, Hudson Bay downtown, yep. which is now closed. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. RIP. Rest in peace. Um, so they approached me saying like, Oh, like we wanted to kind of make an event kind of more geared to men because they were kind of running a third and bird. If you know what third and bird is, it was this more so geared towards women and like entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Yeah. So they kind of wanted to do like a men's kind of version of it. Mm, okay. So they knew that I had this kind of community of people that, mm. you know, had a good following. Yeah. So we kind of went off that and that was probably the best event I ever did wow. or ever planned. Cause that one was in Hudson Bay, like in the mall downtown, like yeah. so much history in that building. Yes. And for us to get a section of the floor was just insane. But that one was probably the craziest pop-up I've ever done. Yeah. We were on the newspaper. Like, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's dope. It was yeah. insane. That was a lot of planning, too. But there was four of us, so it worked out. Like, it wasn't as it wasn't just, like, on, on me, me and my buddy. It yeah. was, there was four of us, so it was a little bit less stressful. Yeah. So. Would you go into planning, like, if, you know, to anyone think about organizing something, uh, would you say, you know, get a team? find people that are strong at certain things and kind of yeah because like i feel like you know you can only do so much yourself as as a person to the point where it's just like you don't want to stress yourself out too much right you don't want to put too much stress on you like it's okay to get help like yeah if you want to run an event like definitely you know partner with someone if you can you know depending how big you want the event Mm. Um, but yeah, there's no shame in, in asking people for help yeah, because absolutely. the more help, the better organized things will be. Cause if you're running it by yourself, you know, you got to get all the people organized. You got to get, you know, the paint, like it's, it, it's a lot for one person to do. So mm-hmm. I would say like, definitely get a team of people. Mm. Yeah, crazy surplus. So what do you guys have? You know, I, I know we're right now we're kind of in the end stages or the late stages of you know what everyone has been going through but do you have anything kind of worked up anything planned going into the new year well we had um you know ever since with covid you know things have kind of halted a lot of things for everyone really right so like of course we had stuff planned and hudson bay closing down obviously was a big a big thing because we I didn't even know about it until my friend texted me. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I texted the guys and they're like, yeah, well, I guess we're going to have to find another venue, right? So uh, we're definitely going to plan another one, but Mm. it's really more so when we're able to do that. So, Which is fair. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is ever since this pandemic, a lot more people are starting to do their own businesses. Mm. I don't know if you've noticed that. It seems like a lot of people are are starting to be entrepreneurs themselves and and trying to, whether it's like hair, you know, thrifting, just like a whole bunch of stuff. I've just noticed that a lot. Man, maybe that's born out of like one, you know, a number of people had lost their jobs. A lot of people were on serve. Yeah, a lot of people had time to kind of sit back and think, I'm like, okay, I can't do much right now. I've always wanted to do this. I have that time now. And I can just go kind of full tilt into this for the next two months that we're going to be locked down. It's a beautiful thing because then you find your passion almost, right? Some people be like, I quit my job and did this because I can actually make money doing this, right? Yeah. So it's it's cool to see uh, kind of the business mindset of of people during this pandemic, you know, because when you're, you lose a job and, you know, you can't find a job because everyone's pretty much closed or whatever business is closing down. You, when your back's against the wall, you that's where you kind of find your, mm. your, you know, trying to hustle your, your hustler spirit comes out. Mm. So. Dope, man. For hustler spirit, like what are you working on right now? Other than, you know, you're, you're working on lost and found. 
events when they can come, you'll be, be you'll you'll be the man behind it. But what are some of the pursuits that you're kind of working on right now? So um, I started a clothing brand uh, yep. called Fien, Fean, F E A N, Fean. And um, I work with my business partner, Josh, who I haven't really known for a long time, but mm. we've kind of built this relationship where it kind of felt right. Mm. And we both have very similar interests in like streetwear and stuff. And to be honest, like clothing and fashion have always been a thing of mine since like high school. I've always yeah. been into fashion. Like I would always be on like forums and stuff, like looking up like cool new brands to to wear and stuff. So this was kind of a something that was kind of forecoming. Yeah. So like I've always wanted to start a clothing brand. Like I've always sketched things and, you know, at my place and like, oh, this would be a dope idea. And I always like I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to to something like that. So I'd always scrap the idea and like, oh, okay, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So meeting up with Josh, I kind of sparked that interest again. Yeah. And with, you know, the whole thing with the pandemic, it kind of like, okay, you know what? let's let's take a risk on this and yeah it's been it's been crazy like there's a lot into like starting a clothing brand than just like you know buying t-shirts and putting a logo on it like you really have to source out you know the right materials is you don't you don't you don't want to give them cheap products right like i'm I'm a kind of guy that likes like good quality clothing right so like yeah that that's what i'm kind of starting with now it's been about maybe five months, five, six months. Five months in the making. Yeah. Wow. So it was totally kind of out of the whim, but like it's it's been, it's it's kind of like been my new thing now. Like Lost and Found is still a thing. Yeah. But this clothing line, I think just speaks to be more in like my heart. Yeah. Because I'm really passionate about like fashion and stuff. Yeah. So it's, that's something that I'm definitely trying to push more this year. Yeah. And hopefully like get bigger and eventually I want to open up a store and everything. So yeah, it's it's this this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing is like you just mentioned it's five months in the making and like for some people following, it doesn't really seem that long. So a lot of it was in the background. Yeah. Do was all that time as far as like prepping design or a lot of it was like sourcing. A lot of or- it was sourcing, I would say. Like we I don't know how many different how many different blanks we went through yeah. and we're like, man, this is not good. Yeah. And uh, we still have some stuff that we're like, oh, we're sitting on like yeah. these blanks that we're never going to use. Yeah. And then we found like this uh, manufacturer in the States and that's kind of been like where we like this hoodie. Yeah. And that's um, that's kind of been our guy to, mm. to make our hoodies now. And I'm glad that we found him because I don't think anyone else in Canada uh, has that plug with him. Yeah. So feeling kind of blessed to to kind of have that connection with that guy. Yeah. And yeah, it's just been crazy. Sourcing is like, it's it's fun, but it's like stressful because yeah. like you don't know what the product's going to feel like, right? Until you actually have it in front of you. Yeah. And uh, we've gone through a lot, but it's uh, it was worth it though, finding like the right piece. Because when, when we found it, we're like, we looked at each other like, this is the one. Yeah. This is the one right here. Yeah. And everything else is like, pretty like design is like i've always had ideas in my mind so like that was kind of like that's always a fun process to me so it doesn't really like it's time consuming but it doesn't really feel like i'm you know using a lot of time up if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah let's talk about the uh relationship you have with your business partner because i mean you mentioned you know it's always been uh something you're thinking of always something you're sketching up yep uh why is it now after you admit um you know, you kind of move things forward? Um, I think just we both have kind of, like we both have similar interests as far as like streetwear, but we both have different mindsets like when it comes to running a business. So like mm. I'm more of like the design aspect of it and he likes, he's more of like the behind the scenes guy. Cool. So it kind of made sense to do it at that time because it's like, well, I can do all the designing stuff and he can like, figure out like sourcing and, mm-hmm. and getting, you know, the embroiderer person to embroider stuff for us. And mm-hmm. it was, honestly, it was just kind of random. Yeah. When I really think about it. Yeah. That's honestly, when I think back on it now, it was, it was pretty random, but like it's worked out pretty well for us so far. I think for like any type of uh, 
collaboration. You just speak to your strong suits, right? Right. Yeah. You, you kind of like focus on what you're good at and then he focuses what on what they're good at. And it just works sometimes. Cause like even this podcast, man, like I know how to do this stuff. Like yeah. I, I can video edit. I know how to do audio. Yeah. And then in terms of you, it's like, yo, let's do this business wise. Let's market yeah. it like this. So like, yeah. I think, I, I think a good collaborative thing like that, um, is very hard to find, but when you find it, it just, it's amazing yeah, when it's it clicks. Like click. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like, you know, we're, you know, you go through, you know, struggles and you know you might have like uh like clashes and stuff like that but that's kind of like how you learn how that person is right so like it's you know there's times where you disagree on things but sometimes it it works for the better you know like we we had like another design other than this one and we're like oh this is dope and then he's like i think we should change it and i was like i don't know like yeah but then we we saw this and we're like, oh, this is way better. So I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm kind of glad that we actually did had the disagreement. Yeah, so it's, it's good to have like those constructive criticism because you never know. Like, you might be so gung ho on this, but yeah. then like another I, another creative would say, well, let's try this, and it actually ends up working better. So I think that speaks volumes of like one being open to yeah. criticism, right, and not rushing into anything. Because as much as you want to get things started, get things going, yeah. there needs to be uh, the, you need to make sure the process yeah. is set correctly. You need to sh- make sure the product yeah. is set correctly. Because the product, you it speaks through for itself. Like, so if you, if you put out a bad product, yeah. it kind of goes to your, it goes to like your image, right? So yeah. like, I want to show them something that's like dope right off the bat. You know, like, yes. you know, a lot of, you know, clothing brands, they start off like, oh, they make, you know, on guild and shirts, which is cool and everything, right? But like for me, like, I don't want that. Yeah. I want to, I want to give them something dope right off right the off. bat, right? So they know, oh, these guys aren't messing around. Like they're, they're really giving us some good product, good, good materials and stuff like that. So that's what, that's, that's how I am when it comes to this kind of stuff. I yeah. don't want to give them cheap stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I Man. want you to like feel this stuff and be like, okay, that, that makes sense. Man, that's so funny because, as much as you know, you're coming from a place of clothing, yeah, uh, and the product you're putting out. Yeah. I think we're the exact same way. Hey? Yeah, yeah. As far as like, we don't want to rush into anything, and yeah, it's it's really cool to see the parallels between. Yeah. Regardless of what people are doing, I think if you put product um, or quality in in the forefront of things, that will show. One hundred percent. At the end of the day, yeah. so. Yeah, and also like not getting too excited because like we like you make something and like I really want to show people yes. and you don't want to rush it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also being patient and be like, okay, we gotta put quality time into this yeah. to make sure it's yeah. like, nice, nice. Because there's times yeah. where we were like, oh, let's do this right now and be like, and then you think about it and be like, you know what? Maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah. Like you really gotta be patient. Like you really gotta make sure like what you're gonna show is a true representation of of you. Yeah. Right. Because it will show if if it's rushed. Trust me. Absolutely. It will show. Absolutely. It will show like, oh, that kind of looks whack. Yeah. So I'm very patient. Like I've, I've, I I wasn't before. Mm. And just kind of growing up and, you know, I did a lot of stupid shit when I was a kid. And you, you learn from those things, right? And, yeah. and in time, I've become a lot more patient with things where before I'd be like, oh, this is stupid. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you know, throughout the years I've, I've learned to be more patient. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. Yep. Patience and like the value yep. that comes from it. Um, what else are you kind of working on right now? As far as like, I know you have Fiend, uh, is there anything else in the works for you? Um, not really. Like it's really this clothing brand is like, yeah. what's really like, I'm really passionate about right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course I still want to, you know, run events whenever, yeah. whenever the time is right. Um, I still want to build that community because it's a really tight knit community. Like it's crazy. You go, you go to, you know, when we do these events, like you see regulars and like, you know, you have these conversations with a bunch of people. I've, I've made so many connections and relationships with people Yeah, and it's amazing to like, to see that. Yeah. Like there's so many people in this community that are just down to do what you do. And it's great. Is it regulars as in um, the vendors that participate or actually? Vendors and customers. Like I've made really good friends with customers and now we're like, yeah, we're, we're homies now because we have such similar interests. It's, it's crazy. 
man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because like the the network that you build with people that are like passionate with the same thing as you are, yeah. man. It's like a, it's a really powerful thing because then you could potentially inspire someone to do something what you're doing right now and and get them started too. You know, which is what our, our podcast is about, like just talking about things and and kind of informing people how to get started. And, it, and it's not that it's tough. It's just like it's just about when you know yeah. when you want to want to get. I've it had done. A, I've had a kid actually message me saying I started a page because. I look up to your page wow. and that's wow. when I was like, man, that's crazy. Like that's yeah. powerful right there. Like, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm like an influencer at all. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy doing this stuff and showcasing what I found, but to have some kid like in high school say like, Oh, I started a page because of you, because of you. It's like, it's crazy. Like I've had people co- go up to the thrift and say, are you that lost and found guy? And yeah. I find it super weird Yeah. when, when I, when I'm like, Oh, I feel super awkward. And people looking at me like, who the hell is this? Like, yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. And he's like, Oh, you got really cool stuff, man. I was like, Oh, thanks man. I was yeah. like, it's just, it's weird to see it sometimes. And like, I always trip out whenever someone goes up to me like that. I was like, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because like for, for me, uh, like I think of you as being a pillar of that community being, you know, one of the foundations of the community as far as like the thrift game and like everything resell high vintage. Like I always thought of you as that. So it's funny getting your perspective of like, you know, I'm just a dude. Yeah. Right. I'm like I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm the a founder. Like it's, it's always been a thing. Yeah. We just wanted to showcase that, you know, you can do something with this, right? Yes. Like there's, I have friends who've been doing this since they were like, 12 years old yeah and it was just it's it's crazy like where it's gone to now yeah like it's it's a huge community like like recycling clothes is huge now right yes that's why a lot of people go to value village right yeah you know don't support fast fashion that's like a big thing that's why you know things like forever 21 folded yeah because it's just it's a lot of trash a lot of it goes to the trash like yeah i researched like how much was it they they said something about like how much money is lost in like clothing mm. and all these because it's it's a lot of trash. It's season, 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 season. So that's why with this recycling, at least you know you're saving the environment, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're re- recycling old clothes. Yeah. And that's I, I don't know. I think that's that's super dope. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man! Anything that you can contribute positively yeah. in the world as a whole, and doing something you enjoy, and doing something that you know you can monetize. Yeah. That's like the triple win. Right? Exactly. What do you think about the thrift game today? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of profit. Like it's a lot of money to be made. Yeah. Depending on what you what you like in vintage. It's there's there's so much money in it now. And um sometimes it almost gets lost like the passion for it. It's like yeah. the passion's like different, you know, it's just more so like a money grab. Yeah. When it was before when I started, it was more so of like people just in it to find dope to find pieces. dope stuff, right? So now yeah. it's kind of like a whole I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself with it. But like, mm. you know, I still keep things that I really like. Yeah. And I just can't sit on a bunch of stuff. Like I'll keep yeah. it real. Like I have way too many things at home. Like there's no use for me having 400 t-shirts yeah like there really isn't <laughs> yeah so no one needs that let's be real guys yeah. no one needs that that's crazy so you can literally never wear the same thing twice yeah like, like that's how much clothes you have like yeah but but the thing is i find that i wear the same shirts yeah like, all the time yeah because you yeah. see this one oh it's crazy and you're like i don't even know how where i'm gonna wear this yeah like, oh, let's go back to this plain black tee yeah that yeah. i wore 40 times already yeah right so like it's more so like just having this piece mm. that you're never gonna wear so i'd rather have someone else wear this it's funny know? i think everyone's kind of guilty of that I have oh, a hundred percent. I have like a couple things that uh, I one haven't had the opportunity, and like now that my sense of fashion and what I wear has changed, I don't think I ever will. But I still like, still have it. Maybe I gotta reach out to you on that cosign, man. Oh, for sure, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> I have a lot of like jerseys is like my my number one jerseys and sneakers. I I'd say, yeah. Um but I love jerseys. Like I have so many and I just can't, I can't sell them. I just, I just love them too much. Yeah. So there's, those are kind of the things that I kind of keep. Yeah. Cause they're just, it has value to me, like sentimental value to me. Right. Yeah. So like things that I found at the thrift or just like, it's a player that I really like. And yeah. I just, I just can't, I just can't sell it. Yeah. No matter what the price. 
no matter what the price. Yeah. I have a Kobe jersey. I have a bunch of buddies I want it. I'm like, I'm not selling Can't. it. It's it's not yeah. gonna be sold. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh how can people like reach out to you? How can people get more info on Fiend and Lost and Found? So uh, mainly on Instagram is like our is my main uh I guess source of contact. So like Lost yeah. and Found. So Lost and Found MB is my I guess my vintage selling page. So L O S T N F O U N D M B. Yeah. And Fiend, uh we are Fiend. So uh, Fiend, F-E-A-N. So you can reach around on Instagram. That's pretty much like my main contact yeah. would be Instagram. Man, you know what? We didn't even ask. Where'd you, how'd you come up with the name? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so Fiend was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, um, so Josh kind of came up with that name, my, my business partner. And he kind of based it off of the word like fiend, like a yeah. like a drug fiend. But we wanted yeah. to kind of put a positive kind of twist mm-hmm. on it, and then we spelt it that way. And we're like, man, that's pretty dope, because a fiend is like a like an addict, right? Yeah. yeah. We're trying to make it like a positive addiction, if, th- if that makes sense. Mm. So that's how we kind of came up with it. It was uh, it was pretty cool actually. We it kind of like the light bulb went off when yeah. when we started like that's kind of dope actually. That makes sense. So sick. Yeah. Dope man. Dope. So man, bro, <laughs> thank you for being on. I can keep talking. Like I love, I love this stuff, man. Like I love clothing. I love thrifting. Like there's so many stories I can tell you, but it would take days. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Like find like there's I've seen people fight over things. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like I've had store like people in like from Toronto tell me they because over there they they have bins. Yeah. So you you go through these bins and it's kind of like a free for all as opposed to like here it's like its own rack. Everything's racked. Yeah. So he told me two guys were fighting over like it was like a Ralph Lauren polo piece. Yeah. They both were grabbing it and none they're 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 like I'm not letting go. Yeah. So the lady working there says, "Give me that." She cuts it up in half wow. with scissors. He's like, no one's getting it. Yeah. And they're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like the thrifting in Winnipeg is like, it's it's good here. Like you like it's very underrated, I would say. Like yeah. people would sleep on Winnipeg. Like we find a lot of crazy stuff here, but like it's nothing compared to like the big cities. Like I was watching a, an Instagram live like two days ago. These guys in Toronto. So I don't know who their connect is, but they have uh they go through bales like pallets wow. of like yeah yeah they went through this that's one, some like round two stuff yeah oh they were doing it live and everyone was like how where how, how? did you do this yeah that whole pallet was full of baseball jerseys wow and they just kept pulling out like blue jays Player, blue jays Player. like wow like old jordan jerseys and like they were i think that the, the live was like two hours and at the end they, they must have had about 400 jerseys Wow. It was insane. That's I've like, never seen that before. And 400 jerseys, that's like f- potentially like 40K or more in like yeah. product. Yes. That's incredible. And you can see the guys are just like overwhelmed because they're like, I can't believe that we they pulled scored this off. on that. Yeah. It was, ab- it was, that was the best thing I've ever seen wow. on Instagram was that like, that's the come up. Yeah. Like, I dream really of is. like finding something like that in the city. Just got to find the plug, man. Just There's one place, plug. but I don't know. I don't want to reveal it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep that on lock. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully one day. But uh, thrifting in the States is crazy too. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's so much there. Yeah. Like Winnipeg is just like a little small market and we find a lot of good stuff. Like yeah. you imagine what you can find in like LA, New yeah, York. A place with like 5 million people as opposed to like or 700k in the province it's way yeah. more competitive though like in la it's it's the thing to do there oh yeah so you're battling with like not even just like just entrepreneurs on instagram you're battling with like guys who have storefronts yeah and this is their job just trying right? to get so like product. you really have to like find a connect out there yeah to make sure that you know you have a lock on certain places, yeah, because you're gonna have to hustle really hard over there to like to find the fire pieces. So, and you had mentioned it, like find your niche. Yeah, find your niche. That's that's yeah. huge for me. Yeah, because when you're when you when you find that one thing you really like, it kind of like puts it in the air of like, oh, I like this, and you start finding those pieces. I find, yeah, like you like sports jerseys, and you start finding. You know when you when you get a car, yep. Like you get yes. a Civic and you're like, 
Sudden. Why do I see all the civics now? Yep. Like it's things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so weird, eh? <laughs> I guess when you're in tune with something. Yeah. Like really. Oh, you start the, to pay attention more, right? Yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh, now I see so many people wearing Blue Jays jerseys because yeah. you're a Blue Jays fan or something, right? Yeah. It's weird. But that's also the mysteries of this world, hey? Yeah. And how things work out. It's a trip, man. But man, like like you said, you could talk for days on this and that just shows like if you're passionate about something, it really doesn't feel like work. And if you're passionate behind something, you know, you don't need to chase the money because that will come to you naturally. So with that being said, bro, Glenn, thank you so much. For yeah, man. Yeah, no, pod, thanks for having man. me thanks too, for coming this through. Is, this is a cool spot, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. This is the 305 Studios. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> man, guys, this was Glenn's story and this was Glenn's jury. How are you going to find yours? Thanks. Peace. Peace.